Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Fangana Corner. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 28. On today's show, we bid farewell to Furman. The Bundesliga is back and we take a look at Patrice Motipe's annual sundowns expenditure. I am your host, Lou Paho, but I am not alone. I am joined by the man between the sticks who's got a lot of tricks. It's Sean Roberts. How you doing? <laughs> Slew dog. Thanks, my brother. I'm great. Thanks for the intro, babe. And uh, we also have the midfielder with it all who knows how to ball. It's Teko Murise. How you doing, man? I'm good and you, bro. All goody, all goody. Uh, as usual, we start off with a good, good chuckle. I think we all need it during this time. Sean, tell me you've got a good joke for us. Nicely, no, they get worse and worse, <laughs> as you know, as you know. But here we go. Anyway, why is it always warmer after a soccer game? Because all the fans have left. Oh. <laughs> no. That would make that would make this past uh, Bundesliga round the hottest thing. Sure. Zero like fans. So well, uh, right before we dive into our first story, I'm going to announce a new feature. The boys don't know about this. I'm announcing Deco and Sean versus the fans. Mm. So I want every listener to send in their voice notes with questions for my two gents uh, to 066-171-0346. That is 066-171-0346. And you could feature on the next edition of the car wash. Obviously, keep them PC and make them interesting please but we dive into our very first story of the day and that is Dean Furman moving onwards to the UK uh, as some of you know Dean was actually allowed to leave the country to attend to his wife who will soon be giving birth to their first child but Supersports United have now confirmed he will not be returning to Mzanti uh, CEO Stan Matthews had this to say about his departure Dean will go down as one of our all-time great midfielders and captains. He has led us to seven cup finals, delivered us four trophies and five consecutive top eight finishes. Uh, what are your thoughts on his departure and how will you remember him in the PSL? Yes, it's a, it's a sad day or a sad week for South African football for sure. Um, he's... He's been a great servant, as Dan Matthews has said. Um, he's he's a great, great guy, both on and off the field. He's a leader. He's a hell of a good player. Um, you know, I just wish we have more play or had or have more players like that in South Africa. And it's a pity he's going. I understand why he's going. Family first. Uh, wants to bring up his children overseas, which is you know I fully understand that. You know, personally, I still felt that he had a good two, three years left in him here to. No, especially with the national team and, and with Supersport. But he's made his decision. I support him. Um, but yeah, great player and great guy off the field. What do you think, Tex? I think it's important to have a baby that has a passport from overseas. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Makes, makes things a little bit easier for the knee. Damn. So, but uh, for me, is uh, I don't think there's, um, there's 
uh, anywhere, any so any football fan that can mention the Femen without mentioning his his leadership qualities on the pitch. Mm. I think it's is 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 the guy that we saw, you know, wearing his heart on his sleeves every game that he plays. You know, he gives his all, and uh, he 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 looks like a, a person that has a strong mental mentality. You know, he he never gives up, even though he know that he, he didn't have the skill that everybody else possessed, probably in that in that role, but he compensated with his hard work, you know. Correct. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, he's, he's got this fearless attitude that I liked and uh, I always enjoyed watching him play. And of course, you know, we know how important he was to, to, to the national team. But, um, but yeah, he's still going to be playing in the national team regardless. But I think for Supersport, it's a big loss. And uh, But I think with, with, uh, with, with him, you know, going back home, I think it's a conversation that has been there for a couple of months now. I'm sure Supersport has been looking into uh, finding somebody that they can play in that position. I don't think you can replace Dean, but you can find somebody that can probably come in also with a different dimension into the team. But mm. but I wish Dean, uh, wish Dean Furman and his family, you know, um, all the blessings and I just hope that whatever team that he may find you know he can also continue to grow as a footballer and become better Teko just, just on that what, what do you um, who do you think would replace him what do you think uh, Supersport would do do you think they would bring someone up through the youth or do you think they'll look outside and bring someone in I think it's I think you you, you would wanna you would for me is I think they should bring somebody from outside you mm. know whether is 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 within the league itself because uh, at some at some stage, I think there's a boy from cheaper that they, they were looking at that plays in that role. Mm. Uh, because number one, you know that role is so important, especially for the way SuperSport are playing. They're playing with two young attacking midfielders, so you mm. need somebody that is very disciplined and matured and experienced. Yes, you might find certain qualities from a development side, but you also want a person that will just you know fit in within the team and uh, and and once the, the games start playing, you know somebody that's reliable that is there. You don't need for somebody mm. to grow into the game and sometimes with the youngsters you have to wait a little bit while and we know how important that position is especially for super sports so they need to find someone yeah, with the experience there absolutely i mean first comes to mind possibly someone like a cole alexander i know he's got a year left at wits but um if they're prepared to pay i mean he's been playing absolutely fantastically hasn't he for wits yeah i mean i mean he's been good um and mm. i think with with him especially the last season i've I started seeing the glimpse of him uh the way he used to play at Polokwane. You know, he mm. started finding his feet and uh, he started enjoying the game. You could see also, you know, he's trying to now move forward more and he's trying to score goals as well. That's what you need yeah. as well as a midfielder. You know, you need to be contributing, whether defensively and attacking as well. I think that's what the modern football is requiring of, uh, especially midfielders these days. And I think he's the guy that can go in that super sport. He'll fit well. Mm. You know, he knows how to, to do the dirty job. I think he enjoys that as well. And uh, yeah. it's it's also nice to play with the, um, you know, in a team that also wants to win stuff. You know, you don't want to just play for the sake of playing. You also want to have something to show for come end of the season. And we know how Supersport has been the cup specialist for the last 10 years. So yeah, if 100%. they're looking at Cole and Cole actually look at the numbers and they're right, I mean, that's a, that's a good team also to play for. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I, I think with all of their departures um, come, come June, uh, or the 30th of June, rather, I think they'll, they'll definitely want to look for somebody else senior um, mm. to, to, to fill that role just because he, he's, he's such a leader that he's also a leader when it comes to the Bafana setup. And that's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to find a youngster with those qualities, um, or at least you'd want someone to develop that uh, uh, under yeah. a more senior player. Um, sure. So let's have a look at the international news desk.
This is a feature where we look abroad and of course we have some genuinely fantastic news. We got the return of the Bundesliga. Uh, to recap yeah, yeah. some of the <laughs> to recap some of those matches, Dortmund thrashed Schalke uh, in the Revere derby. I actually watched that one, the 4-0 drubbing, the return of Haaland. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Leipzig with Delta's slight title blow at home against Freiburg with a 1-1 draw. Muchen Gladbach got three important points. Uh, the lack of, oh yes, and then uh, also, of course, Bayern Munich had a 2-0 victory on Sunday. But um, the lack of fans was described by some of the German journalists as bizarre, sterile, and eerie. But on the whole, mm. you know, football is back. I think uh, I saw a tweet uh, saying, you know, football with no fans is still better than life with no football. So, <laughs> gents, what are your biggest takeaways from from the return of, of the Bundesliga? Yeah, obviously it's great, Slu. Let's get that out the way. It's fantastic to start watching football again. In terms of having the football experience, like you said, it's obviously not there. I mean, you know, disinfecting balls, you know, temperature checks for the players before they go on the field. I know some of the players that they got changed in the hotels before they arrived at the stadium. So just put their boots on in the changing room. Didn't even shower, go back, get in the bus and go back to the hotel. But it makes no sense because at the end of the day, they're right next to each other on the field. So I just, I don't understand. You can't touch each other when you celebrate. You can't go crazy. It's, um, it's awesome, but it's just not football. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. That's my answer. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and also for football with, with without fans, it's, it's it's not the same, you know, because we know what yeah. the fans bring into the game. But uh, nonetheless, I'm happy that the game is back, and uh, I think uh, what I'm most happy about is also for for the PSL as well to find an opportunity to see exactly what the Bundesliga are doing that we can also implement into our side as well and start with the proceedings and then let's see where where uh, where that might lead us because we also want to see the football in our country back you know mm -hmm. we want to see our players back and also what 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 has helped also in the in the Bundesliga as well is the viewership doubled as well you know, because of everybody's been missing the game. Of course, I had an opportunity to watch, you know, a few clips of the of the highlights as well. You know, what impresses yeah. as well is all the big guns, you know, one of the top fours as well. They still continue winning because they also want to win the the the, 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 the championship and also want to be in mm. the Champions League as well. So that's also impressive because you wouldn't want to come back and, you know, you want your log leaders not start losing or start losing shape. I think everybody that was, every team that was participating, they, I think the fitness level are the same. They have the similar challenges like everyone else. But uh, I think also the strong-minded are the ones actually you know, showed up and actually try and win the game. I think from there, we'll find consistency within the teams as well. I think it's interesting that the football is back and now we're speaking about something that has just happened, not what could have or would have. Mm. So now I think it's about time that other leagues as well learn from what Bundesliga has done and try and implement that. Of course, yes, Sean, like sir. you said, certain things that don't make sense from the hotel there. But mm. for me, I'd rather do all those things that are annoying and still be able to play than not playing mm. at all. You know, sure. and 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 yeah, I mean, it's 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 very encouraging to see that the game is back. Lewandowski, you know, back on the score sheet mm. again. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, and 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 also, so it, 
Yeah, and with Dortmund as well, it was because I, I looked at the lineup before the game because I was trying to log in and with all the websites, Chief, I couldn't find anything. We must do illegal things now. <laughs> Chief. So, so it was very surprising to see Sancho on the bench and all the stuff. I was like, I ah, probably will come in, probably will come in. But yeah, man, you know, when you after the game, you look at the scoreline as well, like ah, Dortmund were very dominating as well. But uh, looking at the goals they, they scored, you could see also it was weird for them not to celebrate the way they celebrated without touching each other. But other other games as well, you could see other guys high fiving each other. For for me, Dortmund doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was weird. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Other guys are just touching each other. You tackling me now? You touched me. So what? Uh, what are you crazy, doing? Man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That was that was my that was one of my things was that surely players can. Uh, I know, of course, wearing a mask is out of the question just because of the breathing restriction. But surely, you know, gloves can be can can be worn uh, because you see in other games players are kissing each other on the forehead and stuff. And and again, you're rolling around this grass together. So what's what's the what's the point? Um, yeah. And and I wanted wanted to ask what you what you guys think in terms of the PSL adopting a lot of these rules. Um, obviously, there's something that that we will address soon, but. You know, in terms of this country, do you guys see, uh, obviously, there's the PSL Suffer Task Force now. Mm. Do you guys think essentially it's going to be copy-paste or do you think we have to kind of come up with our own set of rules that differ from that? No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's... You know what, Slew? Who knows? Like, I, I, I don't know. But I mean, why not copy paste from one of the best leagues in the world? It's that simple. If it's working there, why can't it work here? Like, it's why... Why I try to change something that's not broken, you know, at the end of the day. So mm. to answer your question, if it's working there, we have to, have to copy paste. And don't be surprised, not just the PSL, but the other leagues around the world. Indeed. indeed. You just you just put the nail on the coffin there, Sean. Thank, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, you, sir. Just coffined. And, uh, you know, speaking of other leagues, we saw, you know, the Premier League and La Liga, um, they're still set for their June return. So now the Premier League announced that six more players and staff members across three different clubs to positive at the time of this recording it's been confirmed that Watford and Burnley are two of those three clubs third club we don't Mm. know just yet but um here's the thing uh I don't necessarily know whether this will affect their plans for the June return date because the Bundesliga when they returned um they had about 10 cases so Mm. you know there's still obviously now the six players and staff members mentioned will go into isolation so what do you guys make of this I think this news is going to keep coming out regardless yeah, Slu, it's and the numbers are going to get bigger because that's what happens when when the, there's influenza around, and that's just what coronavirus is. It's just a flu, man. So I don't know what's. Yeah. Anyway, we can go into that another day. But um, look, I I I hope not, Slu. I hope it's not going to affect the start of the Premier League or the La Liga because at, at the end of the day. As cool as Bundesliga is, we want the Premier League back. You know, mm. we want the Liga mm. back, and that's mm. that's what we're all hoping for. There's so much to play for. Um, obviously, Champions League space, uh, spots we've been talking about, but um, Slew, I don't think so. But I think there's going to be a few more cases to come through. But they have to proceed. They they either have to proceed or cancel the league. Hey, I wish they don't cancel the league, Chief. <laughs> but yeah, there's the delays. Yeah, I I I think there's going to be more delays because it maybe it might get worse. And uh, I think with the ones that have been tested now, maybe, you know, after seven days as well, they need to be retested. But also other teams, I think they should be continuing with the, with the program as well, because you you would want the guys that have been tested positive right now after seven days to be proper as well, to be 
mm. you know, to be okay as well, so that we can proceed with the with the games as well. I think it's it's, it's stressful for, for them as well to find better solutions on to come back into into the games. Number one, I think number two also the stress also comes from the sponsors as well, besides mm. the fans as well. You know, there's so much pressure on on all these big leagues to come back and play, and uh, with what Bundesliga has done over the weekend, it has. Gave, it gave us hope. Not only us, I think mm. the sponsors as well, you know, the teams as well, try to find a better solution so that we can all see the games coming back. And I think with what has happened right now with all uh, uh, technical members and the players that tested positive, I think there will be major steps that will be taken going forward to mm. prevent this from probably maybe from growing again. But all... Mm. All in all, I think what's what's important is to try and isolate that situation so that it shouldn't escalate, so that we can come back and have, like Shona said, so that we can come back and have all those top leagues playing. I mean, we want to see where Liverpool ends, you know. We want to yeah. see where La Liga ends, you know, whether you know the Messi's and all the stuff they're still on top of their games or not. We all want to all want to see all this league ending. We want to celebrate all these teams that wins the league, but we want them also. We want. Uh, those teams to win it and end you know their trophies as well not like other teams that have been giving their trophies in their own bedrooms so we want to see all these things happening you know what I'm saying so it will be very interesting to see how how EPL will come back and try and isolate because I think they have the facilities they have you know all these nice things that they can help you know, uh, prevent this from spreading further. So let's see what happens from next week on. Must agree. And I mean, they have their project restart in motion. We saw the teams return to training on Tuesday. They voted unanimously in the Premier League to to, to start training again this week. La Liga, start, uh, some pictures started coming out. Messi, Suarez, uh, you know, Ike Casillas, mm. all these guys are back training. So the, the signs are looking good. June is right around the corner. So um, we're hopeful for the best. And this would mean that we have have an August September return date for next season, which is great. Because um, we don't want to we don't want to see it delayed too long, and then everything gets thrown out of whack, including Euro and and international contests. Yeah. But yeah. we move onwards to the secret footballer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a feature where we take a look at our sister publication, Kickoff Magazine. On their back page, they have a local footballer or uh, anybody involved in, in the sport uh, discussing an issue surrounding the sport in private, anonymously. Sean Roberts gives us the details. Mm. What we got this week? Yeah, so this specific player is just an extension, basically, of what we've been talking about in terms of um, the coronavirus and when the Premier uh, PSL should actually start. Um, so he says, initially, my perception was that all the leagues were halted because the associations had to understand the coronavirus situation better before resuming. They had to know very well all the dynamics around it, the risks, the precautionary measures that are required before continuing. He does go on and on and on about that. He also feels just like Teko just said now I don't think the sponsors will get their full value when matches are played behind closed doors so he's saying that if there's if there's one way that the PSL has to continue it will be behind closed doors and just to touch on that Slio we spoke briefly about before the um, before we came on air about Sun City potentially hosting all the top flight teams so that's all the PSL teams and the NFD GLAD championship teams for a sort of I would presume a six to 12 week mini camp and play uh, all the games within Rustenburg and those three stadiums around there. So that's, for me, that's great. I mean, there won't be anyone else in Sun City, I presume, because it would have still been closed due to coronavirus. Um, there's plenty of space for 32 teams to reside there and there's three stadiums. So I think it's a great idea. What will happen? I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I think uh, we'll find a better content in terms of when we do ask the player which holiday destination they like, they probably might choose some <laughs> city. So that so that may help in that regard. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, I think there's there's this is um, I've I also um, spoken about this with one of the top guys in the PSL as well. I think it's one of the situations where it's suited best for us to return quicker, where everything will be monitored in the same space. But uh, also, it will also help if the players also stay disciplined as well, because once mm. numbers comes out, you know, it delays everybody. It doesn't just delay your team, only delays everybody. I think players need to understand once they get into that position where they camp, they're not in holidays. Yes, there's a golf course, but it's not for you, comrade, mm. to go and swing. It's for you actually try and make sure <laughs> that you stay safe, you stay protected, you do all the regulations that are need to be done for you to be able to come back and do what you love, which is playing the game of football. And by doing so, you know, you're helping us as well that are fans and also helping the sponsors as well. They might not get the mileage that they need. They might not, but you must understand that that also gives them that sense of hope that, okay, now things are going, so what's the plan for next season if something like this happen again? So you give people, so many people hope as well. So I think it's mm. it's it's nice that, you know, Safa and the PSL and the government as well, they're in advanced stage in that in, in that regard. I think it's about time and that we find out from them as well, you know, playing that part into f- telling us exactly when can we resume so that we can start, you know, we need that little bit of a hope. I think yes. the league has done so much. We need that little bit of a hope. We can't be delaying, delaying, delaying things. I think there's so much more that can be done. Even today, even now, Sean, they've been saying that, yeah, we need yeah. to be locked down, hey, no uh, movements. But you can see people are still disciplined within those the, those boundaries. We're still going out to yeah. shop. There's still uh, yeah. social distancing still. People understand yeah. the virus now. We understand the situation we're in. And Correct. I think there's certain things that need to start opening a bit by bit so that because you don't you don't you don't you you find people i know for a fact that in my hood i know how i can go there i'll find people that will be saying i'd rather die from coronavirus than die of hunger mm, mm, mm. yep mm. you know what i'm saying so people people want to go out people want to do certain things not go out it's like socializing but there's certain things that needs to be start opening now just to give hope into people because that's what we that's what we have hope and with the football as well if if the government can play their part and suffer and and psl find a common ground as well you know, um, um, dealing with this issue very well. I think we might see better results in terms of when exactly we're going to be given that day so that we can, you know, we can have that anticipation so that players as well can come back and start training uh, their individual training on the pitch because as a footballer, yes, you can train indoors, you know, strength training, you can do only do so much, but at the end of the day, you want that feeling of the ball in your feet. As a goalkeeper, you want that feeling of the ball yeah. in your hands and that also that takes some time. That smell of grass, Teko, that smell of the freshly cut grass, man. Yes, sir. Ah, and that takes a little bit of time. You know, as much yes. as you're a professional footballer, you need that touchback. And for you to have that touchback, you need to work on it. And of course, yeah. of course, the teams will be given a certain amount of time to re, to, to, to come back and, and, and get those touches back. But yes, I think for us as football people, as football fans, we just want to know what when that date is. That's all. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, from my perspective, I think this, to me, answers one of the biggest questions I had about the return of football. And that's, you know, you can say behind closed doors but then after the match these players still go home and you can say that you're monitoring their movement but Mm. you don't know necessarily what they're doing when they go home is everybody at home practicing social distancing it's a lot of moving pieces so i do like this concept um obviously 
there's a lot of things that that it takes away from the feel of a stadium, the home stadium that that's mm. going to be gone. But at the end of the day, you want to finish the league, and, and yes. football yeah. needs to return. And some of these, some most of these teams, sometimes they're playing home fixtures. I put those in inverted commas, but it's in a different city. So the, the yeah. PSL players are used to that idea, I think. So I think it it can work out quite well. I agree. Um, and also, Slu, also on top of that, sorry, man, you must understand also, one, we also need to understand the fact that, you know, in Bundesliga, they're okay to go back home. They've got houses that, has, that has like 15 rooms unnecessarily. <laughs> so it's fine. They can isolate themselves. You know, they can stay there a week. Nobody will even know that they're in the house already. So with us as well, coming to, to, to African footballers as well, we know the problem that we've always had is discipline. We know mm. for a fact that we struggle a lot from that and this will help us in containing the virus itself so that the game can continue in playing. That's why I want to emphasize that I hope the players understand because they're the ones who make the game so special. I hope and I know for a fact that they want to go back and play, but it's it's it's, it's all up to them as, uh, as well. Once they get into that situation, they shouldn't get excited for the fact that, hey, I'm no longer home now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm free now. You know, other people, they don't like staying at home. So now that there's some also now they feel the freedom now they want to start doing things that normally they wouldn't they weren't doing in the lockdown so i think it goes well hand in hand with discipline and understanding also uh what the procedures are and also with the teams as well they need to be proper 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 have securities and structure so that we can yeah. continue with the game i think also the responsibility as much as it's all on players as also the team management as well they need to they need to be sure and be strict of of, of those things because it only delay not only delays them but it delays the whole league Correct. It's all about responsibility and accountab- uh, accountability when we come back. Um, moving on, we have some pretty tragic news. Former Golden Arrows captain Nganiso Skora Nguengwe has tragically passed away. Uh, it was confirmed on Monday by the club that he passed away in the... Uh, in the middle of the night, uh, his brother was quoted as saying, we took him to the hospital in Maritzburg. The doctors told us he was already gone and he passed from heart failure. Wow. Uh, he was confirmed dead on arrival there. He was only 30 years old. Uh, gents, what are your reactions to this tragic news? Yeah, Slu, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable, hey? It's, it's crazy. So young, so much, so, so much of a future ahead of him. And if you've looked at um, social media over the past couple of days or so, and, uh, how much love he has. Um, he was a very popular man within the team, obviously, as you can see. So, yeah, rest in peace, uh, love and strength to his family and friends, man. So yeah. tragic. Yeah, condolences, man. I think also for uh, looking at the other side of this, I just I just hope that, you know, <clears throat> this might, this may maybe raise uh, questions that do maybe we can start having uh, discussions about them, you know, in terms of people doing medicals, you know, every season. Mm. And uh, to check on, I'm not saying this might solve anything, but I'm just saying that this is not the first case. You know, there's been cases like this before, but in South Africa, I think for me, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of a player having heart failure because we always believe that footballers are fit. You know, they train very well. Untouchable. Exactly. So I think sometimes, because I've, I've seen teams, trust me, uh, I'm, and, and please, I am not saying this is the case. I'm just saying I've seen teams signing players without doing any medicals, 
Mm. You know, without you know, and that put the teams on the uh, you know at risk, and also the players at risk as well. As much as you're talented, whatever the case might be, and teams most of the time they find themselves in a desperate situation where they need to sign Sean Roberts, but not understanding that what <laughs> Sean Roberts has. So I think it's important as well to do all these medicals every season. I think that the, the PSL also needs to come back and enforce those type of things because this is a tragedy. We don't want to see this happening going forward. You know, we want our players yeah. healthy. We want our players if there's a problem if there's something that can be done to prevent it from growing or from or preventing it from being disastrous i think we need to implement that and i think this is the case and maybe that might open that doors and those kind of conversations going forward mm. this sort of thing is unimaginable i mean he's um he spent uh pretty much the like, all of his career with arrows uh, you know i don't know how yeah. they're going to respond to to this they've had such a stellar season uh under steve compella of course everybody must be devastated uh in the organization um i know that uh, bonginko sintuli was a good friend of his mm. and was one of the first people to be called so you know this is going to send shockwaves through the through the league and i think the the problem with stories like these is that by next week a lot of people will have forgotten uh but but the players will still be impacted by it and so i just hope that i, I wish everyone the best including mostly his his friends and family his close family um because it 30 years it's far too young to to yeah. see an athlete go you're yeah, right bad rest in peace uh, Taking a look at this week in history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week back in 2013, David Beckham played his final match as a professional footballer for PSG. Uh that marked the end of an illustrious career with uh, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Uh, LA Galaxy and PSG and now he's actually owner of Inter Miami over in the States. This week back in 2003, Orlando Pirates clinched the league title with one game to go. They did it with a 1-1 draw against Vitz University with a late, sorry, with the late Leslie Magnatella getting the goal with, mm. with an 82nd minute equalizer. Uh that goal took Slow Poison's tally for the season to uh 18 league goals, which was obviously the top that uh that season he unfortunately passed before the next season could begin and the golden boot is named in his honor now uh and this week back in 05 Kaiser Chiefs clinched the league title in dramatic fashion with a 2-0 away victory over Bloemfontein Celtic uh Collins and Besuma got the bo- got both of the goals and ended the season with a combined 35 league and cup goals a massive season i don't think we've seen anything like since i am uh but it, this is of course may so it's the month of champions there's plenty of 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 more stories like that any any of them spring to mind for you guys either in your playing career or that you witnessed uh in this month of champions ah slew i think um i think when we won the league with sundowns 0506 it was just an accumulation of such hard work i remember the pre-season we had that yeah it was just horrific in in durban we'd be running 8k's on the beach every morning with ankle <laughs> weights it was uh but i mean and then we had such a unit we had such a cool team and so eventually just to just sort of knowing that we were going to win the league as well with i think two or three games to spare and sort of breathing a bit of a sigh of relief coming this time of the season it was just a, a memory I'll never forget it was awesome yeah 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 sure were you were you there when uh, i think were you guys i think you guys were wearing like uh, blue shiny suits 
Yes, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I was I was there for for to pick up my Mvela, I think player of the year and we're playing playoffs. <laughs> David Kanemea was nicely <laughs> tipsy me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I remember man. I remember Sundown's team. I remember with being in that awards, I think that actually, you know, helped me to to realize how important it is to play in the PSL because mm. I saw everybody that was important in football in that room. So for me it was like uh, I, I remember that I think that was the last time Sundowns won until we won it again, the league. So I remember that uh, those blue suits stood out. Yes. Trust me. <laughs> That's right. I, I think I think I think they won it. I can't. It was, I think was it two seasons in a row, or very close together. I can't remember. I know oh five oh six. I think they might have skipped here and they won it again. I don't know. I could be mistaken, but we'll check in that. Yeah, we will check the history books. Mm. Well, it's uh, time for ten quick fire questions. Ten quick fire is where we get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot. This week we have Cape Town City's own surprise Ralani. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Surprise Ralani, midfielder for Kipton City Football Club, and this is my 10 quick fire questions. Who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you have played with? Tarek Willis. Who is the flashiest dresser? Tecomodise. Who is the worst dressed? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. The worst dressed, I'll say Mtembo. What is the worst mistake you've ever made in a match? Conceding a penalty. Who was it against? It was a, a Swedish team. Who's a teammate who thinks that he's funny, but he's actually not? Ah, who, would, who would that be? I can't think of anyone, actually. It's strange. Best footballing memory? I have two, actually. Taking the league in Sweden, uh, in Denmark, and winning the MTN8 with uh, Captain City. What is the best goal that you've ever scored in a match? The best goal that I ever scored in a match was actually in Mozambique. It's a Messi Maradona type of goal. I, I took the ball from our own half and dribbled up uh, past like six players and scored. Next, what is your favorite car at the moment? My favorite car is the S63 Mercedes-Benz. What is your favorite local South African food? And then what was your favorite food when you were in Sweden? In Sweden, uh, my favorite food was kebab. Yeah, in South Africa, dumpling and lambstone. What is your favorite holiday destination? Mabea. Spain. When did you go there? I went with Lance Corona. I think that was 2011. And there you have it. 10 quick fire with uh, Bradley Surprise Ralani. Uh, interestingly, he mentions uh, Spele Limtembu as uh, the worst dressed. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if, if, if you remember Deco playing alongside him, how he dressed, but uh, he's actually recently <laughs> been released by the team. Listen, check. Listen, Chief. You've asked Surprise. Not me, please. I'm not a player anymore. I don't want to get involved in this thing. Who's the worst dressed? I don't want to. But here's the thing. Shaga is a good professional footballer. You know, he's a nice guy. Yeah, probably maybe he doesn't pay attention to what he dressed like. But, you know, maybe he doesn't have a mirror because sometimes it happens. You know, when you have, when you use, when you use the small mirror that you have in the car to use that to actually look at your whole outfit, that might set you off. So maybe that's the situation right now. I don't know. I don't want to be Maybe. involved. Too. <laughs> well, moving, involved. moving on, we ask the question, uh, what next for uh, Tabo Mnyamane? So um, the player has been 
he, he used to be uh, so so widely regarded that he was actually touted by the big three. Mm. Uh, but uh, nowadays, it's, he's, he's struggling. He only has three Absa Premiership appearances this season. He scored just one goal. He hasn't registered an assist. So now, you know, he's 27 years old and Super Sports United haven't decided whether they want to sell him or loan him out because I think his contract expires in 2022. Uh, but, you know, clearly he's not a part of their plans moving forward. So... What do you guys think should be his next move? Yes, Lou, it's, um, let's not forget, he is a hell of a talented player. He's a mm. really, really, really good player. And he's, a, and he's an absolute professional off the field as well. Um, yeah, he, he, he's been unfortunate in terms of injury. He had the same injury that I had, that patella tendon. So your tendon that runs over your knee, which is it's one of the worst injuries to get. Um, but yeah, I think Stan Matthews, the CEO, he's gone on record saying that um, they possibly won't be looking at keeping him. So don't be surprised if there's a good handful of clubs that want to snatch him up for free. That, that I can guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate with injuries and uh, with his age as well. I think he has, he has, he, I don't think he has peaked yet. So I think he's still at time, mm. you know, to, to come back into the game and perform to, to his best. And I think also maybe this, you know, with the change of scene might help him as well because he's been at Super Sport for a long time. You know, he's got friends there. So sometimes you need to probably maybe be away a little bit, you know, try find yourself and work hard because at mm. the end of the day, we all know him from football. And when you mm. don't play, we start asking questions. Where are you? Because we don't, we don't just want to say, no, he's a good boy, you know, on and off the off the off the pitch we want to see mm. the results also on the pitch because that's where you've been judged so i think it, if if he finds a team that is actually will be using him i think we can see him coming back slowly and become the player that he was because he was very very dangerous you know with set pieces you know he would score any goal especially when he was playing for tax he was very very dangerous and, he was uh, very good yeah yeah so i think you 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 find himself again i think in you know maybe changing of scene from super sport you know that will also drive him to to start doing things differently and adjusting to what the game requires right now and it's unfortunate with the injuries of course but you know let's hope that he'll come back stronger and 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 yeah prove himself again sure yeah one thing that might work in his favor is the fact that due to his lack of um, experience this season not lack of experience rather lack of um, game time this season his price tag won't be too high which will make him quite um, attractive to a lot of teams especially with uh, coronavirus and budgets shrinking he might get an mm. opportunity in the PSL further and and w- with the man of his talent he should be able to find a team no doubt and uh, moving on we have a big piece in the uh, Soccer Laduma newspaper that you can still pick up online if you're not able to go to the store it's only four bucks still uh, and, and the CS special focuses on Patrice Mutipe uh, and uh, his expenditure at sundown so they have calculated it at around a hundred million rand per year of course uh, Patrice as an owner came in in 2003 he's since transformed formed the club uh trophies that they had never won before have started flying into that cabinet including uh four years back the CAF champions league the ultimate prize on the continent but you know 100 million rand is quite a large figure i don't think anybody from sundowns is running around spitting that figure out but it i think it's a calculation based on transfer expenditure and they do love buying players uh uh, wage bill which is obviously always quite high uh and also the coaching staff that they used to have but with 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 a guy like pizzo 
his contract renewal maybe maybe his new contract is pretty high but 100 million is quite a bit do you guys think it's worth it in terms of the trophies that they've managed to bring in and the prize money um or do you think that maybe this is an exaggerated figure and and or or is this just patrice having fun you never know i mean he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah i mean Asli, you must remember 100 million rand in today's terms is what six seven million dollars and he's a billionaire in dollars so I don't think he's sweating too much, but but also you must remember what people might not know is that Patrice is actually he's a big fan of Sundowns. He's a fan mm. of the game. Yes, he's sir. invested. He's at every single game, whether he flies there or whatever. He's there, um, and you don't get that these days. You really don't. So, um, is it worth it? One hundred percent. Yes, it's worth it. If if that's how he wants to spend his money, if it's his passion, he's made players' careers. He's got he's brought trophies. He's brought world class coaches to the. Um, to the club that we would never have seen. Um, he brings teams here to play against uh, guys like Sundown. So, yeah, I think it's worth every cent, to be honest. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, he doesn't increase that spend down the line. Yes, sir. I think also when you spend that much, you you want to win trophies, you want to dominate. You're spending for a reason. And I think Mutsipa has been doing that. He was spending for a reason. And uh, and uh, he he is also a football fan. He loves football. Mm. He loves the game. And he actually knows the game. You know, if you have a conversation with him about football, he knows the game as well. He's not just a guy that, you know, just in money there and that's it. He actually wants to know what's happening with the team, why this one doesn't play. I want to see this one play. You know, he's, he's more interested in, and, and more hands-on with the team. And also with that kind of money, putting it into the team, I think with, with, with what he has done over the years, I think it's justifiable because of what the, what the, how the team has transformed and the dominance that they've they been having, not only in the country, but also in the continent as well. Mm. You know, they started participating every year in the continental stage. That's what you want. With, you know that's what, that's how you justify your spending as well because now you you're looking you're looking ahead now you've dominated now now you want to win the Champions League again where are you looking at again probably you want to win you want to go and play against uh, your Barcelona you want to go and play your your Real Madrid you know in club Champions Cup you know where you also want to make your name as well that's 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 where the goal is that's why you're spending so much money and also he, he he makes Sundance so interesting that not just for for to get a big package, but also for a player to want to play, go and play for Mamelodi Sundance the way they play. So so now you remember at some stage Mamelodi Sundance were always always you know coming second or third from KZ Chiefs and Orlando Pirates being the big team. Mm. You know, irrespective of who they had at the time, they would have your Rafael Chuku, your all these guys, Vance Papela, but they always came second to KZ Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, and that we've seen. We've seen the changes within the years now. Things are starting to change. Yes, in fan base, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates are still dominant, but on the pitch, Sundance has been dominating, and that's why it matters most. They've been dominating on the pitch. They've been winning trophies every season. Even this season, they're standing a chance of winning a treble. So this is the yeah. team that actually can justify the hundred million. I will have a problem if Barroca spent a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can you imagine? You know? Yeah. yeah. So this is a team that actually can justify that. And yes, we love seeing uh, uh, Barcelona coming through. And he, he's brought them twice. We've loved to see Barcelona coming in here and play because yeah. not many will have that opportunity to see the, those big guys live in person. And 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 like Sean has said, I mean, this is just a drop in the ocean for the guy. You know, he he's bowling. And, uh, but for the fact that he's doing it in the right way, you know, it's, it's, it's not just doing that on the team. Look at the stuff that he also do besides outside the team. 
you know, the foundations that mm. he has, the, the, the kind of uh, stuff that he does in the communities as well. Those are those those are something that also we need to recommend uh, commend as well, that we can't just ignore the fact that he's doing so much within the space of football. Of course, with an umbrella of football, he's, got the, he's the guy that has money, but also, you know, is investing more into the game as well. That's why you see so many players coming from there. So many quality players want to go there. But also... On the other side as well, for players as well, you must understand you need to have a certain quality to actually go and play. To go and sign, anybody can go to Sundance that has a talent to go and sign. But to go and play, you need to have you need to have different certain, story. Yeah, exactly, yeah. my friend. Yeah, 100%. yeah, it's a, it's a big stature. And one thing that I one thing that I didn't mention when I started this story is the fact that a lot of that can actually be attributed to them are competing at a high level in the Champions League, specifically because um, teams in the PSL have complained about how expensive it is with the travel costs, you know, uh, last season's yeah. NetBank Cup winners, um, uh, TS Sporting, oh, sorry, TS Galaxy. TS Galaxy. Their, 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 their owner, uh, Tim Sugazi, he came out and said, listen, for the amount that we earn as a club, to be paying for this travel expenditure to compete across the continent is a lot. Chiefs and I think Vitz have also said the same thing, that it's it's quite expensive. But Patrice goes, listen, I got it, all right? I, I can handle it. <laughs> Send me the for bill. Sure. For yeah, sure. But also with the... With the, with the um, just to add on that, with with, with Sundowns as well, what they needed to learn as well was um, once we, we we participated at first and then we got knocked out, the, the problem was uh, the recovery period uh, with the time travelings as well, you know, and travelings in between because we had games back to back. And uh, Pito suggested to the president that, because uh, that's why we called him, we suggested to the president that for us to actually uh, to do better in this tournament, we need to be able to, to fly direct to those countries that we're playing in. And immediately yes. after the game, we need to fly out so that we can have time to recover so that, you know, and, and those couple of things, especially with people from outside, they will say, sometimes they they can have three teams to play in all different tournaments. But also as a coach, you want to have one sustainable team, you know, that can go on and play all these big games where you can rest a few, but not the whole team because you want to have the momentum. So with Patrice, yeah. what he did was, like you said, Stu, that he said, I got it. But he started, he started chatting us that we go there with the private jet. After the game, it's there. It's waiting for us. We're out there. You know, we're landing yeah. here. You know, and then we recovered. We recovered quicker than 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 probably maybe the challenges that Orlando Pirates had. And I'm sure, you, if you remember, Orlando Pirates went to the finals twice. If they had those kind of maybe a, a, a lucky or advantages that we had, I'm sure Orlando yeah. Pirates would have won also the Champions League. I agree. You know? And uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny we mentioned Tim Zukazi. So very briefly, I want to touch on this because we have spoken about Bloom Celtic uh, in previous car wash episodes. Uh, the rumors that they're going to be bought out, uh, the struggles to play, to pay players and, and staff. And uh, it came out recently that Tim Sukazi is trying to purchase Celtics PSL rights. Um, what do you guys make of this news uh, and, and, and what would it mean for the league, for a team? Because Celtic, remember, they're not struggling for relegation. They're uh, actually fighting for top eight uh, for, for their rights to get bought out. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's pros and cons to you know for uh, on both sides of this. Um, in terms of legalities, I, I just don't know. I just don't see how it's legal if he already owns a club and that he's an agent as well. So it's all very bizarre how how this um, how this will materialize. But also, if I was a Bloom Celtic fan, I'll be highly highly upset because if Tim Sakazi does manage to do this, he will relocate the team to Mpumalanga. 
And that means their beloved uh, Bloom Saltico for all these years is just uh, taken from their hands. And that's the sad thing. There's so much history. We know their support group is proper. That's a proper support group. You don't see that around the country much. Um, yeah, uh, sad times for Bloom Celtic, but to be fair, this has been coming for years. They've had issues with money for years and years and years. So maybe it is time for a change. Yeah, man, I think it is time for a change. Uh, but it's scary also a little bit because now this has been talks that have been happening actually for such a long time. And with buyers coming in, pulling out as well, and the players going on and on without getting paid, but still producing the results that they've been producing. But also... With that, it doesn't it doesn't actually guarantee them that the the if there is a new management that the players will still be there, whether they'll, they'll change the players or not. So that's that brings a lot of uh, instability within the team and the and the technical team mm. as well. Doesn't mean necessarily that the team when actually when team actually decide maybe he, uh, or maybe the deal goes through that he buys Celtics doesn't necessarily mean that Lionel uh, Siama will be the coach. So that on its own, EJ, it's it, it brings so much tension within the team itself yes it's good for the for the seller that you know what i'll be able to pay this and pay this what i owe and i'll be able to make whatever that i'm making out of the team for for the but for yeah. the employees it becomes a problem as well so we'll see what's going to happen with that because number one i know that the fans won't like it like sean has said you know and mm. they've been against selling the team for so long and uh, you know that what the club brings into the community as well what it means to the community as well you know when the team plays there they guarantee that Mamelodi Sundowns Orlando Pirates Kaiser Chiefs they're going to come there three times and uh, and and also you know there's the, and that on its only creates jobs creates an excitement there's festivities that goes there you know the fans are becoming proud of their team you know but also there's been so many rumors over the years what's going to happen with Celtics are they going to sell are they going to you know are they going to relocate whatever the case might be but but yeah. this and it's on its own like Sean has said in terms of the history of the team I think this you know puts a dent onto the team when the guy that's trying to buy the team he hasn't bought the team and already coming out with the statements that after buying the team I'm relocating it so what are you saying about the Bluffentail Celtics fans that have been there since since you know Kovuki land so now you're putting you're putting that strain yeah. into the fans I think those are the kind of conversation that needs to be done in closed doors so once the deal is done then find a better way out to do it maybe as a team owner we say okay Sharp, maybe uh, half of the game are playing Bloomfontein and half our play there until maybe the situation get normalized. But I think at the end of the day, it's business. So if I'm buying the team, I can do whatever I want with the team. But it's just that for history, of course, for me, course. it would be sad to see Celtics moving away from Bloomfontein. Yeah. Yep. And that's uh, that's 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 that on that until we get more news. Uh, it was kind of very random and weird timing for the story to come out anyway, uh, considering we're in lockdown season, not even done yet. But uh, this is usually off season talk, you know. But and 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 Slew, I was also talking to to Sean now of a that I, f- I find it very weird also to see uh, a, a a team owner selling a status only to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know whether in FIFA rules that applies, but we've seen other teams doing it in the PSL. So whether we need to check on what the FIFA rules are saying, because I think that's unfair to sell, you know, you're buying another status or having one. So I think it's just on yeah. its own. I think it's unfair, yeah, it's, you know, because there's guys point, that don't have yeah. teams. Yeah, there's guys that don't have teams that want to have teams. Of course, they want to put in, you know, they want to invest into the game. They want to grow the game like Patrice has done. Maybe not in that level, but for you to have a team and because you're struggling to get promotion and try to buy another one, of course, you know, it's a good business deal. Of course, maybe the players at Celtics will be happy. Finally, we're getting paid. But also, you know, we need to play this according to the rules. We need to look at what the rules are saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So up next, I just want to touch on the fact that uh, over at SLTV, the good people there have linked up with uh, some of the league's uh, best players to play some FIFA. You know, if they're not going to be on the pitch, they might as well be on the station, on the PlayStation. Uh, so <laughs> what, what's going to happen is a bunch of the players are going to be playing against each other in the lockdown league. Uh, apart from the PSL players, we also have Wade van Nikerk, of course, our 400 meter gold medalist. He's going to be joining the, the festivities and the fun. Uh, so I wanted to ask you guys, uh, do you guys play FIFA at all? Do you guys a game at all? Uh, I, I have a funny feeling you don't. Um, I am the I've game. Got funny, I've got a funny feeling Teco plays it, but I saw certainly don't but it's great to see the guys doing it you know i mean um they need to keep they need to keep busy during these times but also this is you can start seeing this is gradually how the future is progressing into sort of e-games they say by 2023 the most expensive sportsmen in the world are going to be e-gamers so yeah this is just getting started in south africa so it's certainly the future exciting times wow. ahead for wow. sure I need to start practicing then. Yo, I don't. Play, yeah, I don't play at all. I've never been a fan of those games. But uh, but yeah, man, to see mm. so many people actually start challenging each other, you know, start playing as well. You know, you see that uh, uh, it's something like Sean has said. You know, because um, normally you would see this in camps. Normally now now people are playing playing each other online. So this is this is nice. This is actually a good challenge. And of course, as a competitive sportsman, you always want to play competitive sports, whether it's football, whether whatever that Absolutely. is. So I think it's great for them to keep their mind off the lockdown thing. So we'll see. Yes, I just sir. hope that it's not the end of it. You know, I just hope that it's not the end of it. Maybe yeah. even in off season, we can see those challenges going on as well. You know, so yeah. It's interesting. A very, very good bit of fun uh, while we wait for the league to return. So head over to uh, the Sokola Duma YouTube page, SLTV, and you'll see uh, at, the, at the time of recording, they've put up Lorenzo Gordinho versus Cole Alexander. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's an entertaining one. Both of those guys are, are very, very funny gents. So have a look cool. at that one and enjoy. Moving on, we have Levavavoom, the car of the week. Mr. us what wheels we should be looking at. Ba ba boom. This week we are looking at Musa Labusa, pictured with a BMW 420i. And four years after the 4 Series debut, BMW have updated their 4 Series to keep it as fresh as possible against new arrival competitors, the Mercedes-Benz C-Class, Coupe, and the Audi A5. Some people have said it's a lot smoother drive than the Audi and Mercedes, but with the comfort comes a downfall in speed. 7.5 seconds to reach 100 kilometers per hour, which is damn slow. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is such a beautiful car. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's such a beautiful car. But what is the point of having an underpowered BMW? Because at the end of the day, this is exactly what it is. Ranging from around 700,000 to 1.2 million with all the bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder about that. Like going for a brand that's known for power and speed. Mm. But then you go for something for comfort reasons. You know what I mean? I'm like, I mean, I suppose I'm talking nonsense because one of the most comfortable cars in the world is the Maybach. And that's also, you know, Mercedes-Benz <laughs> model. So... <laughs> It depends, yeah, it depends what it's, you're looking it's, for. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, let us close off uh, right before the outro. Let's close off with the motivational quote of the week. You know, Sean, you always you always give me the drive and the courage to take on the next day. So please. There we go. Thank you. And how fitting that it comes from our good friend Tabo Nyamani. He says, If you did it before if you did it before, you can do it again. So is he trying to tell us something there? Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, he's telling us something. We see you, boy. 
We see you do it again, baby. We see you, boy. All right, we're doing it again. Well, uh, that is how we wrap up the car wash. Thank you all for joining us, whether it be through Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or SL Radio, or through Game Time with Mahi Gang FM 96.7 FM. What is up, guys? Uh, Sorry, I didn't mention you in the intro, but... uh, I got you in the outro, though, and thank you very much for tuning in uh, to my co-hosts, Sean Roberts and Teko. Thank you very much for joining me, gents. Thank you. And to the rest of the world, to South Africa, we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Sayonara. Adios, muchachos. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a fang and a call.